please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to Annapolis a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you doing today, my friend? Have you been doing everything you're supposed to do? Taking your medication, going to the therapy, doing the exercises, keeping your doctor's appointments? I hope you have, and I'd like to say I'm sure you have. I want to talk to you today. I'm going to start right off here. I want to talk to you today about medication. Sometimes taking medication, and some people say, I ah, you're full of hot air, but sometimes taking medication just gets to you. I take, in all honesty, I take, I think it's 10 or 11 pills every morning, and then one mid-morning, midday, and then I take 13 or 14 at night. And after a while, you're going, what is this? No wonder I'm putting on weight. <laughs> it's like a bowl of cereal. Add, add some milk to that. It's going to go snap, crackle, pop. Some people, myself included, I look at it and go, I'm tired of taking all this medication. But, but, of course there's a but. But, you can't stop it. You can't stop your medication. Do you notice some medications that if you just stop, all of a sudden, just stop, that can kill you? Especially if you take some of these psychotropic drugs. Oh, that could do damage. Heart medication, if you stop taking it, you're looking for problems. Some drugs you have to be weaned off of. Like in, in the psychotropic case, you're on an antidepressant and they want to change you over to a different antidepressant. They're going to have to wean you off and wean you on to the other. It's, it's, it's a delicate process. If you just stop abruptly, man, you could do some serious damage to yourself, if not kill yourself. Now, another thing with your medications, you go to the doctor. If, you, if you're anything like me, I, it seems like every time I go to the doctor, they have a new pill they want to put me on. Well, it is the doctor's responsibility to check the medication to make sure that they don't interact badly with the other medication you're taking. But it's also your responsibility to ask. Now, I've had a couple of cases where I have asked my doctor, and he says, well, hold on a minute. He takes out his medication book and he goes, you know what? We're going to have to change over something else because that won't go right with that medication. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad I asked. You can depend on the pharmacy if you want, but sometimes they don't catch it either. Although I've had people, and I'm, I'm just going to give them a plug here, from CVS, they watch the prescriptions very closely and they'll call me and say, Mr. Apple, do you realize that this is no good to take with this? And I'm, wow, I'm glad you caught it. Thank you. And you call in the doctor. Now, another thing is you're going to the doctor and he's going to say, do you need any refills? And you're either going to sit there and go, duh, I'm not sure, or you're going to forget. I told you a while back about a medication list. And that medication list tells the doctor what you're taking and you know, who prescribed it and the day you started and all that other. There's a second medication and you call it a, re a refill sheet. On that, it says when your refills run out or how many you have left on a certain drug. And what that does for you is if, like in my case, I go to my cardiologist. Sometimes my cardiologist wants to see me every month. Sometimes he wants to see me every three months and other times every six months. So when he tells me six months, I'm looking at my medication going, well, I'm going to run out of Plavix in four months. So I need a new prescription for Plavix. And what that does, 
does is saves me from calling the doctor and waiting for him to call me back. And sometimes that could take a couple of days. If you do that on a Friday, you might not get an answer back until Monday. So now you just went two days without your medication. And that's dangerous. You don't want to do that. So by having this new prescription for three months from now, you take that prescription. If your house is anything like my house, you don't want to keep it at home. So... (laughs) You take that prescription right to the pharmacy and they're going to put it on file for you. So this way, when your refills do run out, you'll have the new prescription there and it'll just go seamlessly and you just continue on. The refill list, there'll be a copy on the on the webpage along with the copy of the medication list that you should be bringing to the doctor and the surgery list. So all of that's going to be on the website for you. You can take a look at it. You can copy it or make your own up. Just use it as an example. But it's good to have. The other thing is, making sure you take your prescriptions on time. You'll get your medication, again, like like myself. Like I said, I have 10, 10 different pills to take in the morning. Now, sometimes, like myself, you might have a kerfuffle going on in the house. And before you know it, it's 12 o'clock and you still haven't taken your morning pills. Oh my God, what do I do now? Do I take them or do I skip them until the next pills? Then you say, well, let me call the doctor. And that could make it even worse because you're calling the doctor at 12. You may not get a call back from him until five or six. So you've missed the whole days of pills. Again, you don't want to do that. So what you do is you ask your doctor ahead of time and keep it in your journal. The journal that we spoke about a few episodes back, keep it in your journal. Say, doc, what happens if I miss this morning and it's it's later? Do I take it? Do I wait for my next dose? What do I do? And then just write down whatever he tells you. This way, you know, God forbid it happens to you. Oh my God, just open up the journal. There it is take it now and take your other pills a couple hours later or skip it and wait for your next pill. You never know what to do. And I know when it happens, because it happens to me, you start going, oh my God, all this stuff running through your head. Then you try and call the doctor. And like I said, that could take all day to get a call back. Now, another thing, and (laughs) it may sound like I'm preaching here, but I'm guilty of it myself. I get a doctor's appointment. I try to do all my doctor's appointments early in the morning. The reason being... I have the rest of the day. Rest of the day to do what? Well, I just have the rest of the day. For me, the worst doctor's appointments they can give me are the ones that are at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Because you're not going to start anything in the morning because you're going to have to leave to go to the doctor. And by the time you get back from the doctor, it's time to start, you know, getting dinner ready and what have you. So you kind of like shoot the whole day. What I did there for a while is like uh, they gave me a a two, three o'clock appointment. I'd find reasons not to go to the doctor and reschedule it and try to reschedule it for early in the morning. And how foolish am I? I mean, after a while, you run out of excuses. (laughs) So I'm calling up the doctor saying I can't come today because I'm sick. How stupid is that? I can't go to the doctor because I'm sick. So what I'm saying is, if you have an appointment with the doctor, keep your appointment. Unless, you know, maybe you like the midday appointments and you don't want the early morning appointments. You know, that's reasonable too. Just try and make it when you do want your appointment. Don't forget, a doctor is a doctor. Yes, being a doctor is a business. And you're not just a patient, you're a customer. And remember the old saying, customers are always right. Some people look at a doctor like it's a special calling, like clouds opened up and the... Oh, you will become a doctor. No, it's not like that. They're being a doctor. Some of them have some good in their heart. They want to do something good. But at the same token, I think money is the reason that they go to become a doctor. I know that would be the reason I'd become a doctor. Yeah, sure, I'd like to help people, but I also like to help myself. 
remember, you're the patient and you're the customer. And if you need morning appointments or you need afternoon appointments, you tell them. And if they say, well, I had none for that day, well, look for the next closest day. That's all. Or keep me on a call list for that day. But you don't have to just say, okay, two o'clock, I'll be there. If you can't, if you have other things going on, you just tell them, I can't make it that day. Don't be afraid to tell them that either. But make sure you have, you're covered with medication until you do have an appointment. But you have every right to say, oh, look, I need a nine o'clock appointment or I need a three o'clock appointment. That's your prerogative. And they have to accommodate you. You don't have to accommodate them. Now, something else with the doctors that this burns me. Just say you have a one o'clock in the afternoon appointment. You have to be there 15 minutes early. This way you can fill out any papers you have to do and whatever. All right, so you get there at 1230. You're, there, you're a half hour early. You get the papers that you got to fill out. You're done filling them out. 10 to 1, you can wait around 10 minutes. Read it. one of their antique magazines that they have. They've got Newsweek from like 1963. Anyway, you sit there and you get a history lesson by one reading Newsweek. And uh, you're waiting. And next thing you know, it's a quarter after one. And you're still waiting. So you read another article. You can be a little bit patient. And now it's going on 20 to 2. Wait a minute. You're there over an hour now. All right. Half hour, you give them because you got there half hour early. But still, you're, you're still sitting in the doctor's office over an hour and you look and you don't say anything and you wait and now it's 10 to 3 no I get up and I go to the nurse. Oh, well, you know, he's busy. He's got called to the hospital. Well, are you going to tell me this? Or are you just going to let me sit here and let my hair grow while I'm waiting? Well, if you leave, you're going to have to wait for another appointment. Okay, I'll wait for another appointment, but I'm not going to sit here and waste my life sitting here waiting for him. And the thing about it is, I'm going to tell you this, this real quick, this happened to me. I was going to a doctor in Pennsylvania and it was a female doctor. She'd give me an appointment all the time. The only appointment she had was at three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, coming from my house today, it's a it's a 15, 20 minute drive. I'm leaving a half hour early, but I'm getting stuck behind school buses at this time. Anyway, make a long story short, I get to her office. I had three o'clock appointment. I got there like 3.09. And the nurse says to me, she says, you're late for your appointment. I said, well, I know. And I'm explaining the school buses and what have you. She says, well, you have to leave your house early. There's nothing I can do for you now. You're, you're 10 minutes late for your appointment. We're going to have to reschedule. I said, I can't believe this. I'm a regular patient. I'm there every month at this office. I know all of them by name. You're going to reschedule me? What can I do? I can't do anything about it. So they reschedule me for the following week. It's at three o'clock. Now I'm leaving my house at 2.15. 45 minutes to take a 15 minute trip. And I get there and I'm a little bit early. So I sat in the uh, in the parking lot. I smoked a cigarette, listened to the radio. 10 to 3, I went inside and they took my information. Okay, I have a seat. Doctor, be with you. And I waited. To make a long story short, I didn't see the doctor until a quarter to four. So I got up and I said to the nurse, the desk, I had a three o'clock appointment. Well, the doctor is very busy. And I told her, I said, last week I was stuck behind buses coming here and you kicked me out because I was 10 minutes late. Oh, that's that's the, the office policy. So I, I said to her, your office policy is that if I'm late, I got to reschedule. But if the doctor's late, I'm supposed to sit here with my thumb up my butt and wait. And she got upset that I use this type of language with her and da da da. I go back to the doctor says to me, he says, you seem aggravated. What's the problem? So I laid into her and I told her. Well, she says, you know, sometimes we we have problems and we have emergencies and what have you. I said, and so, yes, sometimes so do I. Sometimes I have emergencies. Sometimes I have school buses in front of me that don't want to move. Well, you should leave your house early. I said, well, you should conduct your business faster. I mean, that's ridiculous. Did I stop going to the doctor? That was it for me. But again, what I'm getting at is you're a customer. You're a patient. You're a customer. I mean, 
mean, you know, you can't be an unreasonable butthole. You have to be reasonable. It goes both ways. But they do have to tend to your needs. You're not there to tend to their needs. Nothing kills me more than have to bend and jump through hoops to give someone money. I'm paying you. You're not paying me to be here. You know what I mean? But anyway, we've run a little bit long in this first segment. So let's take a 30-second break. Yes, I said 30 seconds. You can count the seconds. And we'll be back. I'll see you on the other side of the break. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute, go over, visit www.famousapple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. That wasn't too long, was it? 30 seconds. Did you count the seconds? I counted the seconds. I always do. So, let's continue here. Uh, This would fall under prescriptions, I guess. Did you know, as a diabetic, you're entitled to get a pair of shoes every year through Medicare? Now, if you have secondary insurance, like your spouse has you covered under their insurance from work, you can get these shoes for free, right? If you get them through Medicare, they're going to pay 80%. You're responsible for the other 20%. But I'll tell you what, these shoes are comfortable. Now, don't get me wrong. They're not Nine West or Gucci or something like that. My shoes are Dr. Feelgood. And what it is, is they mold these shoes right to your feet they put certain insteps into it that's made just for you and believe me my feet were terrible and once I started wearing these shoes what a difference it made and it's good for your feet because you as a diabetic your feet take the worst of it again I'm living proof they cut off my my leg and first my foot then my leg you want to take care of your feet this is the way to go when I first looked at them I wasn't too thrilled with them I'll be honest with you they look like Buster Brown something that I used to wear back in the 60s to go to school but forget about the look for a second the feel the way that they feel they take a mold of your foot and custom make these shoes to fit your foot and the styles really aren't that bad anymore because you can get sneakers you can get dress shoes you can get boots even made for you the thing is you can only get one pair a year now i have that i i'm wearing a shoe right now that i've had for three or four years and it's still good. That's how that's how durable they are. I wear it around the house. I wear it when we're going someplace that's not important. But I still wear it. And it's three, four years old. Now, I have two other pairs. I got a pair of sneakers. They're great. I love them. And I also got a pair of dress shoes now. So I, I switch on and off between sneakers and dress shoes. And... Uh, the dress shoes, uh, they're beautiful. I've worn them with dress pants. I've worn them with a, you know, with a sport jacket and everything. They look no different than other people's dress shoes. That's something to look into. If you're a diabetic, taking care of your feet is very important. And that's a benefit that Medicare gives us. So that's something for you to look into. Another thing as a diabetic, you know, when you have a insurance for eyeglasses, usually it's every two years you can have your eyes checked and get a pair of glasses. But if you're a diabetic, you have your eyes checked every year. It's very important. Diabetes affects the eyes. So you can have your eyes checked every year. The thing is, you have to go to an ophthalmologist, not an optometrist, an ophthalmologist. What I found is at the ophthalmologist, if you have to wear glasses, I found the ophthalmologist's office very expensive 
if they even sold glasses. So what I always do is I get the prescription and I go to someplace like the Sears Eye Center or even Walmart or even that one hour place, Lens Crafters. There's a whole bunch of smaller eyeglass places that you can take your prescription and have it filled. You don't have to get it filled where you had your eyes checked. But as long as it's an ophthalmologist that checks your eyes, you're entitled to do that once a year. And that's covered under your benefits. Now you may have to pay 20% of that because Medicare covers 80%, but if your spouse has you covered under their insurance at work, their insurance will cover 80%, and then the 20% will go to Medicare, and you'll get your glasses free, you'll get your shoes free. That's something to check out. Now, let's switch gears a little bit here. This is my rant for this week. Have you been looking in the news and hearing about this opioid crisis in our country? It's people that are taking pain meds when they don't really need them. Now, I don't know about you, but the way I feel about this addiction stuff is it's not a disability. That's something that you did to yourself. That's self-inflicted. A disability happens, you get people that were born with disabilities or someone that got got hurt while working, while collecting a paycheck, while paying taxes, they got hurt while working. Not that they, not that they went to work and hurt themselves purposely. You get these people, you can't tell me that they didn't know what they were doing. They actively put the pill in their mouth. You know, it's like the junkies. They actively stuck the needle in their arm. What a smoker. They actively took a cigarette, took it out of a pack, read the warning, put it in their mouth, lit it, and they're smoking. Or the fat person that goes to the fast food restaurant and orders four double cheeseburgers, four cheeseburgers, four hamburgers, six apple pies, uh, three large fries, chicken nuggets, and then washes it down with a diet Pepsi because they're on a diet. No one forced them to eat that. You can complain about all the fast food restaurants say it's their fault. You can complain about the pill manufacturer and say it's their fault. You can complain about anyone. It's not anybody's fault except for the junking, the smoker, the fat person, and the guy taking opioids. Nobody else's fault. You want to blame someone? Blame the people, blame the dealers that sell it to them. But it's not even the dealer's fault because if they didn't buy it, there wouldn't be dealers. They formed the whole cottage industry off of this addiction nonsense. I, I seen a commercial the other day. There was a girl in one of those eternity pools and she's sitting on the side of it, leaning on the side of it, looking out over the mountains of Colorado. And this is making her not be a junkie. And then you got this other guy. He's at another place. He's walking up this dirt road and it's out in the country and he's looking at horses in a pasture and he's saying well you know if I didn't come here I'd still be drinking and I'd still be an alcoholic what's the matter they don't have places in your own neighborhood to walk you want to go see horses go someplace where they have horses smell the farm this coddling this coddling of people that don't take responsibility for for their own actions it's not fair to the rest of us you're going to give them disability you're going to put them out why is it that people with genuine disabilities have to jump through who to get the benefits that we need and you're going to take a junkie who did it to himself an opioid addict that did it to themselves a smoker a fat person that did it all to themselves and you're going to say oh poor you here we're going to pay you and we're going to put you on a diet get out of here 
Get out. That's nonsense. You know, the the person that got disabled while working, he got hurt at work. Physically hurt. He didn't go out to do it. He didn't jump off a building by himself or jump down an elevator shaft or walk in front of a truck by himself. They were accidents, but they left them disabled. Disabled for life. You got the you got the people that are born with disabilities. What do you think? They checked off a menu before they were born and said, yeah, I, I want that disability. Come on. Again, these people do it to themselves and we're supposed to take care of them? That's nonsense. And they're going to get disability benefits? That's nonsense. I give up. Do you agree with me on this? Or do you disagree and think I'm a jerk? Do me a favor. Leave a comment in the comment box. Let me know what you think about this. And we'll discuss it next week on the podcast. Now, speaking of leaving comments, could you do me a favor? Leave a comment. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Is there something more we should be doing or something we shouldn't be doing at all? Uh, if you have ideas of what what you want broadcast on here, or you have questions and you want us to look up some questions, please put them in the comment box. Tell us how we're doing. The other thing is you could use the rating. They have the five-star rating there. Pick it out whether you want to give us five stars or one. Go ahead. This way we know how we're doing. And that's what we need your help for right now. So listen, I want you all to have a good week. Remember, things can always be worse. So don't feel down about anything. I want you to have a good week and feel better, my friends. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.